Imagine that somebody seems to know a distressing secret about your partner and they challenge you via Twitter to find out what happened. This is the situation that Kiwi journalist Joy Manville finds herself in as protagonist in Richard Woolley's novel Detachment Theory. Joy's British husband Stephen is now working at the University of Auckland as a professor in film studies, while Joy writes for the New Zealand Bugle. Richard Woolley, another expat Brit, is also an academic as well as a former screenwriter and director. Detachment Theory is his seventh novel. Rachel Smith reads from the book. The fourth tweet was from At Being Me, addressing me in the public sphere again. At NZBJoyM may arrogantly think that she has now dealt with the damage of emotional detachment brought on by hashtag boarding school education. But so far, she has only grazed the surface. I chuckled and puffed up the pillows into a more stable stack behind me. A definite change of tone that employed the troll's favourite tactics, provocation. An adverb, arrogantly, aimed at provoking denial, a charge of superficiality likewise. I was used to this, but it still hurt. It still made me want to flip up the keyboard and bash out a response belittling at being me and deriding him for assuming A, that I would not want to investigate further and B, that I, a self-respecting journalist with a reputation to uphold, would think I had done more than graze the surface. But the troll wants you to want to put them right in a self-righteous public reply, wants you to hotly deny their charges in the public sphere, wants you to get riled. Richard, before we delve into detachment theory, I was really interested, given you are an experienced screenwriter as well as novelist, are the two writing forms more similar than we might think, or do you approach them quite differently? They're not that similar. In a screenplay, you are trying to actually convince a producer to give a director money to make a film. So you are sketching a story almost in outline form, putting in the dialogue, putting in the action, but you are not filling in the details that prose writing can reveal, especially what goes on in the mind of characters and what is motivating them from inside. I love screenwriting. I think it's a great opportunity to put forward stories, put forward characters, but you're always on the outside. You have to be able to reveal character through action and through the way they relate through dialogue and not really go into their mind. Now I prefer prose writing, but that's a whole other story. I can't help believing that you are a very visual kind of writer, given your time in film, also as a director, of course. Is that fair to say, Richard, when you are, you know, are you picturing this very clearly in your mind as you're writing the characters, the place? That's absolutely true. And there there is one similarity. In both cases, you are visualising. One of the great things about fiction prose writing is you visualise without budget restrictions. Attachment theory, which I have heard, detachment theory, something other. Can I get a definition of of both? Because they're kind of related in this story. Attachment theory was the great favourite of one of my best friends, who is a counsellor. And he is a great believer in attachment theory, which was started by John Bowles and looks at the way in which attachment to parents and indeed to siblings in the family environment is very important in the way you turn out. We were walking one day actually in the UK on the North Yorkshire Moors and he said to me, you're more a case of detachment theory, Richard. 
it doesn't actually exist as an official psychological theory in the same way as attachment theory. But what he was saying was that I tend to be someone who looks at things in a detached way, perhaps because I'm a writer, perhaps because of where I was positioned in my family for all sorts of reasons. But he hit such a nail on the head. I said, I'm going to write a book with that title. Joy Manville, uh, your protagonist here, is she an exemplar of detachment theory? Because you put her in a ghastly situation. She is encouraged to regard her older husband, they've been together for some time, with great suspicion. She is in a way because she's a journalist. And although at one level you'd think the detachment is all about the husband, it actually is about Joy as well. She uses her skills as a journalist to pull back and start researching a very personal crisis that is developed from outside and detaches herself in a way. And perhaps you could argue she shouldn't have done, but that's for the readers to decide. You take us back to when they met. He's quite a bit older than her and they met uh, in an educational institution. But would you say it has been a loving relationship? It had been a loving relationship. But the fact that she can be very quickly suspicious suggests there is some unease. It's tweets that are sent to Joy that kick this off. And they are so insidious, this form of communication. It's so insidious. So she's brushing it off. She's not too worried. And they keep coming. And then more information keeps coming. And that's really, I found that, uh, I'm not on Twitter, because <laughs> it worries me too much. But you know, I, I found that really disturbing. You brush it off and you just think it's a bit of a hoax or something like that, and then suddenly it starts to become very real. Yeah, I mean, I have great experience with Twitter. I've now left it in umbrage. Like a number of people, I've fallen out with it. But I know every corner of Twitter. I got up to 6,500, 7,000 followers, and you know, I became a minor influencer. But the thing that fascinated me was this direct message facility, which people misuse massively on Twitter, Often when people accept a follow, you have to accept a bit like in uh, Facebook. At that point, you can direct message the person who you've accepted and they can direct message you, which is why in the book she debates with herself whether to just throw him out. But readers will find out why she doesn't do that. Twitter is, at one level, a big public mouthpiece, but it has this not always dark, obviously, but it has this slightly darker direct messaging side. Twitter claims to always monitor anything unpleasant in direct messages, but Twitter can't monitor everything. And it spends more of its time monitoring probably political social issues in the public sphere rather than what goes on in the direct messaging zone. But it's, an, it's a very interesting element of a social media platform that is never considered personal well, not usually considered personal in the way that Facebook is. So this this is the 180 characters that she receives that really turns her stomach. It says, I am in Auckland. I was damaged at the age of 11 by the actions of Mr Manville, that's her husband Stephen, in an English prep school. I want you to research and resolve the incident or face consequences, which is, is threatening on so many levels, hey? Yeah. I mean, I wanted to set up something that had the reader 
in, in a way for a long journey into discovering what was going on, but also to give enough information to make the reader totally immediately sympathize, if you like, or empathize with Joy, who is faced with this information, and a husband who suddenly, the light in which he sees that husband is changed by this message. And it had to be, it had to give enough information, it had to upset her, upset the reader, or intrigue the reader, enough to pull you in for a relatively long haul as you go through the story to the end. You're also, Richard here, of course, referring to um, issues around boarding schools, which, you know, for some kids are great and for other kids traumatic. And you have a mention, it's not, but the incident didn't happen at Dilworth, but you have the mention of Dilworth School here. Very timely. I had read an article about Dilworth not long before I began writing. My own experience comes from British private schools. But in all cases, what intrigued me was, and it's true in Australia, it's true in Canada, in all what I call the Anglo countries and the US, there is this same tradition that started in the actually 16th century in Britain to bring up children of gentlemen and developed strongly in the 19th century to differentiate the people from the rest of the population. People think that I have a slightly middle-class British accent, but that accent was developed in large part by the private schools to differentiate people from the local accents. So the aim of the boarding schools, and I think that's true in the US, in Canada, in Australia, in New Zealand, is to separate or push up the people who go to them to a slightly different superior level. And although it has changed, although they have introduced many progressive ideas and helped people up on the ladder who have been disadvantaged and who managed to get the money to go to the school, they are still, for my money, institutions that allow privilege to continue, allow ruling classes to be trained around the world. And as a result, within those very hothouse walls, if you like, of those institutions, abuse can easily flourish and often goes unchallenged by the staff. And this is where we should say that Stephen himself, during his time at boarding school, suffered traumas that had stayed with him. One of the things that happens to a lot of people who go to private school particularly and have traumatic experiences, which their parents, the world is telling them, are not traumatic, they're just normal. The biggest one is the very fact of being sent away from home for two thirds of the year. That in itself nowadays could be considered a massive abuse. But for parents who wanted the best for their children, it wasn't. It was doing right by your child to send them away. Think Lord of the Flies here. When you put young people together in a very hothouse environment without actually the love of parents and a family, you set up a difficult situation to say the least. And when Stephen, Joy's husband, grows up, he wants to just repress it, push it out of the way and say, forget all that. You know, it was abused, but I can't go through my life trying to deal with having been sent away for home for two thirds of the year. I'm gonna get on with my life. 
and that he has managed to do reasonably successfully, at least we think he has. Richard Woolley talking about his novel Detachment Theory. It's published by Author House UK.